cliffcentral.com. All right, let's talk to Dr. Hanan. This is something that we do every single Monday, and we're thrilled to have him here this Monday. Hey, Doc, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? How was your birthday, Gareth? Excellent. Uh, you know, I started off being a little bit miserable about it um, on the Thursday, really. And then Friday was just so nice. Everybody sent me nice messages. Um, I saw a couple of people that I really care about, family and friends. So I feel good. I feel good about it. It doesn't That's bother great. me at all. I don't pick up my phone on my birthday. Just you don't? do not do that. Really? Nah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you it's only... one of those days that I just, uh, yeah. Is it? Is it because bit... it's the same message all the time. I'm sure you had to repeat yeah. the same. How does it feel? Mm-hmm. Or what does it feel like? Mm-hmm. What did you get? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just. I, I guess, yeah. hope you were spoiled. I, I spend most of the day on my birthday replying to messages and saying thank you. But I mean, what a. That's you know, nice. we mustn't we mustn't be spoilt. If if people care enough to send you a message, that's that's a very nice thing. It is very nice. So, Doc, let's just talk a little bit um, because this morning Leanne has something she wants to talk to you about, and um, it may be something that again many of us can identify with or that we're going through. And the reason, part of the reason we do this, isn't just to solve the problem for the person who's who's bringing it to you. We did that the week before and the week before that. And some of these stories are really interesting, but it's also because sometimes we have similar things going on in our own lives. And if you can, you know, talk to Leanne about her issue today, you may be able to help those of us who are going through something similar. Uh, Leanne, do you want to do you want to pick it up here? Oh, is that my cue? Uh, 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 oh, <laughs> go for it. So much pressure. She's sitting there going, so, I wonder when he'll stop talking so I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, do, so doctor, um, as we, Dr. Hanan, as we were saying, when people don't, don't concentrate and they're just uh, sitting there like a, like a, like a lummox, so should we use electroshock therapy to get them back into their, you know? Uh, it looked uh, like a Wi-Fi really? connection issue for about three seconds. Yeah, that's what it feels like in my head sometimes, I'm telling you. So some background um, I've always been pretty open about mental health issues. Um, I think it's definitely um, can help other people along the way. And I know I've received um, feedback from a lot of people saying, thank you for your honesty. It's helped me. So some background, I, I have severe depression and anxiety. I've been medicated uh, for almost 25 years now and treated on top of that using cognitive behavioral therapy methods, CBT. Um, that you see a psychologist for. I've been on and off. Um, I was diagnosed with debilitating ADHD five years ago. Um, I struggled for a long time to find suitable medication for that until recently a new drug came out and it's been life-changing. It's been literally the last two months. I feel like a different person. So got the meds, got a great psychiatrist, um, I have intermittent CBT therapy when I can afford it, but that all only kind of goes so far. And the thing that I battle with the most is the ability to process emotion. I'm very sensitive to criticism. Um, even when I'm not being criticized, I carry this continuous feeling of sort of guilt and shame with the feeling that I'm, I'm not enough, that I, or that I'm doing something wrong, or I'm disappointing the people I love. I feel often like I'm a burden, um, that I'm incompetent. And I I have a feeling that because those around me are aware of my sensitivity, that they aren't being completely honest with me or truthful about the perceived fact that I'm a failure, which is, you know, must 
I know a lot of it must be in my head. Um, I'm a very natural empath. I feel others' pain. And although that might seem enviable by some people, I'm unable to process that pain. So, for instance, if I watch a wildlife program and an animal dies, I'm going to end up crying about it. Sometimes I'll even have a panic attack about it. I mean, I'd love to be that person who just says, you know, fuck people and what they think of me. Um, and I know what that feels like because I was once that person. And now things have changed and something like a, a, a breakup of a, of a serious relationship will take me like five years to process. And that emotional pain that I carry is sometimes manifested physically um, to the point that I can end up being in some kind of physical pain in, in some form or another. And what I really want to know is, is CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, the right path to follow for me? Is, is it something that you use, Dr. Hanan? Um, is there something else that I can improve, use to improve this disability to process emotions? That's really what I wanted to know today. Okay. So there are multiple and many, many, many methods to, to treating somebody, taking them from point A to point B. The first question that I want to ask you, Leanne, is what do you want? In other words, if you had the ideal life, so you've come to a therapist and you've explained this to a therapist and the therapist says, well, what do you want? What is our point B? Now you're at point A. What does point B look like? For you and to you, what would you say? Um, I would say if to to rid myself of this this feeling of inadequacy, um, and I do feel that it sometimes makes me a burden to others, and I don't want other people to for me to depend on other people. So perhaps I, I would say a feeling of emotional freedom and independence. And um, if you, if that's what you wanted, how badly do you want that? I mean, are you prepared to do whatever it takes to get there? Because the reason why I'm asking, just a little bit of context, many people go, well, I want to have my dream body. I want to be in a dream relationship. I want to be in a dream mental health condition. But um, when you ask them, what are you prepared to sacrifice? In theory, they would say everything, but in practice, well, Mm -hmm. I'm not really prepared to wake up at six o'clock in the morning to go for my morning walk. I'm not really prepared to look after myself in order to be the best partner for a potential partner. I'm not really prepared to do all these, the necessary things in order to get myself into the right mental state. So in theory, we all want what we want, but my question is how much are you willing to sacrifice to get there? Um, it's interesting you say that because it's so true how, you know, professionals will, will seem to have the answer. Well, you need to do yoga. Well, you need to have a routine. You need to do this. And I say, yes, I know, and I never do it. It's also a bit of a symptom of the ADHD. Um, I want to do these things, but I sometimes find them difficult to do. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't really trust in myself that I will do what I need to do. I don't believe that I will. Um, so, yeah. So let me start by saying, first of all, so a couple of things. Um, 
my favorite term to use, and I've used this many times, um, probably daily on in my practice, and I've used it on the show as well, is the term frameworks and blueprints. Frameworks and blueprints. I'm a big fan of that because uh, and the analogy that I've given you before or I've given on the show before is, Leanne, if I give you a thousand-piece puzzle, what's your first step? Turn the pieces over to face face the right way and then start on the corners and borders. Lovely. And if I give you 2,000 pieces? Same thing. And 10,000 10, pieces? Same. The framework stays the same. Yeah. And it's a framework, Leanne, that makes you feel in control. And it's a framework that allows you to remain in control emotionally, you're in control because you have a framework. People think resiliency is my internal ability to manage life. People think resiliency is in about intellect or creativity. Resiliency has got nothing to do with that. Resiliency is all about do I have a framework that's more robust than the problem? Because the moment I have a framework, a blueprint, a method, a game plan, a system that's more robust than the problem, then I'm always in control. So that's why you get people that have a thousand pieces in front of them and they feel in control while mm. somebody else has 10 pieces in front of them and they're falling apart. You can have somebody running a company with a thousand employees and they're in control. You can have a company that's running uh, a person that's running a company with one employee and they're falling apart because resiliency has got nothing to do with the pieces that are in front of you. It's got to do with your framework, with the game plan, with the method, with the system that needs to be more robust than the problem. Now, people will go, well, Hanan, are you then blaming the framework as opposed to blaming the person? Are you then not abdicating responsibility? And the answer, it's the opposite. The people that blame themselves, and hear me out, this is important, the people that blame themselves are playing victim and abdicating responsibility. Mm -hmm. Okay, no, no, I'm not behaving this way because I've got severe ADHD. Oh, no, no, I'm not doing this because I've got anxiety. Oh, no, no, I can't do that because I've got depression. Oh, no, I can't do that because my grandma had a particular disorder that, and I have the same thing. That's not abdicating responsibility because you're making excuses for why you cannot do A, B, and C. But the moment you understand that your framework is not adequate enough to manage the puzzle pieces that are in front of you, now it's your responsibility to go and fix the framework. The only reason why you're not behaving with discipline, and we can double-click on that, the only reason why you're not behaving with discipline is got nothing to do with your ADHD. The only reason mm. why you're not behaving with discipline is got nothing to do with your depression or anxiety. The only reason why you're not behaving with discipline is because your framework is not adequate. The framework is not taking your personality into account and your character traits and your temperament as well as the puzzle pieces that are in front of you. The puzzle pieces that are in front of you are more robust and complicated than your framework. And the next question that you've got to ask yourself is, okay, well, how do I design the right framework? Perfect. Now, that's mm. the right question. And CBT mm. can offer it and many other therapies can offer it, especially if you go to the right person that understands and works with your temperament, not with their generic um, with the generic system, but with your temperament. So let's just veer off a little bit. You know, I've said this before. If you take a Ferrari and you put the Ferrari on the off-road track, make a trace on the off-road track, well, it's going to fall apart. If you take a Ferrari and put it on the racetrack, well, it's going to flourish. We've got to work with who you are, with your 
temperament. So yes, you're just a Ferrari and somebody else is, I don't know, a train and another person's a bus, another person an airplane, another person. People are different. And we've got to design a framework that works specifically for you. So the first thing that I want you to do is ask yourself, what is my framework? And a framework, by the way, does something really, really special. Uh, apart from making you more efficient, think about this. So imagine trying to build a house with a framework or a blueprint. Imagine trying to build a house without a blueprint. Imagine trying to go to the gym with a plan. Imagine going to the gym without a plan. Imagine running a business with a framework. Imagine trying to run a business without a game plan. A framework makes you more efficient. But very important, a framework also makes you behave irrespective of how you feel. So I'll give you a quick analogy. I know we're running out of time and we'll catch up on this or we'll pull up with this in, in further conversation. But two people need to go to the gym. Person A has got a framework. Monday, I've got a personal trainer. Uh, pay them six weeks in advance of going between four and four thirty in the afternoon. Tuesday, friends coming, knocking on my door. Uh, we're going for a walk, a five kilometer walk. We'll try to do it in 30 minutes. Wednesday, blah, blah. I've got a framework. Person B, they're going to wing it. That's their framework. I'll just do it. If they both wake up on Monday morning and both don't feel like doing it, who's going to go? The one with the blueprint, the one with the framework. It's the framework. It's the blueprint, it's the method that makes you behave irrespective of how you feel. And what we are going to be working on, and we'll do it in subsequent conversations, Leanne, and working on a framework that works specifically with your temperament. Because when you have the right framework, you're going to behave with discipline and routine and structure and aim your energy towards creating meaning and purpose, whether you want to or not. The beautiful thing about a framework is whether you get it to the gym, and I'll use an analogy quickly, the beautiful thing is whether you get on the treadmill because you want to or you get on the treadmill because you have to, six weeks later, the results are exactly the same. <laughs> six weeks later, the that's results so are exactly true. the same. And that's, when you do and six yeah. weeks later, you, then how you feel like doing it. That's very exciting to hear that. To, to have a plan is something that I really crave and want and desire. Um, and... Yeah, that's that feels like that's what I need. I feel like I need structure, routine, yes. something to follow. Someone needs to actually just tell me what to do, and then Brilliant. I'll 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 eventually end up enjoying it. Brilliant! I can't wait to show you the kind of structure and the routine and the plan and the framework and the game plan and the system that will get you from point A to point B. It's possible. That's awesome. Thank you, Doctor Hanan. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I mean, Mash, you and I were listening to this as as were you know lots of other people. And there are plenty of people here who can identify again with what you, <laughs> what you were saying, Nian. I mean, Jake says so relatable. Um, mm. Hugh Subanda says the same thing. So yeah, Doc, I, I suppose that that's also, you know, whether you like or whether you want to do something or whether you have to do something, just get on and do it. Yeah, sure. And it's not as sure. if you're not disciplined, Leanne, when it comes to things you have to do. I mean, you'll work. You'll stay up. You won't sleep. You'll do everything you have to do if it's stuff you have to do as part of your job, right? No, you're right. So Yeah, you're right. I just need to take it from working overnight to yeah, working within, within normal framework, hour. Framework, normal framework. Yeah. So it's not like you lack discipline. You know, like with certain things, you're very disciplined. But maybe mm. we've got to translate it into other areas of your life that give you a greater sense of purpose. All right, brilliant. Awesome. Well, Doc, you've left us with, with lots, lots to think about, and obviously Leanne's going to need to go step by step through this, so we may pick it up in a future episode too. But you have an excellent day this, uh, this last couple of days of uh, August, and we will speak to you next week. Thank you. Nice to see you guys. Have a beautiful Very week. Good.
There we go. That's Dr. Hanan Bushkin. Cliffcentral.com.